Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Hello and welcome to Phoenix Business Radio, broadcasting live from the Max 6 Entrepreneurial Center right here in Tempe, Arizona, where we help build businesses and connect you with the right people. And I met the right person a couple weeks ago at the House of Genius. So shout out to the crew at House of Genius that had Jesse and I both there. Uh, we were panelists and uh, giving some feedback. It's a really great organization. If you haven't been part of House of Genius, strongly suggest it. However, that is not today's topic. <laughs> Although they are coming. In five years that I've owned the studio, I said to Brian and the crew, how come you guys haven't been on yet? We're like, we don't know. So they're going to be on with us very, very soon. That's However, nice. today it's all about Jesse Ray and the Growth House. Welcome to the studio. I appreciate it. Shout out House of Genius. Definitely, uh, you know, honored to be here. And thank you, Karen. And it was so cool because when you introduced yourself to everybody there, you said you were fairly new to Phoenix. Yeah. How long? I've been here now for about a year, a little over a year. Yeah. yeah. And you had something, and we sat next to each other, which was really great. Yeah, Love that. Perfect. Great, great energy. And you said that in the past, you hadn't always felt as welcomed as mm. the Phoenix entrepreneurial and business community had mm -hmm. made you feel. I'm not, am I making that up or do I remember you saying that? No, not at all. I've been here going on and off for about, I would say, a year and a half taking vacations to Phoenix. And something I noticed, one of the main reasons I came here was because of the ambition level and the business professionals, entrepreneurs. There's just a huge sense of community here that was kind of lacking back where I'm from. So when I came here, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. I love to get connected. And then you know, a year and a half later, I'm here. I love that. And I know, I think you had said you would connect with Startup Phoenix, too, and you had to participate. So shout out yes, to them as well. Absolutely. Because I know in the five years that I've been, that I've owned the studio as a startup as well, that's been one of the things that I've seen evolve and happen with our community. When I first opened the studio, not everybody was feeling like we were singing from the same sheet of music. Mm. Uh, and now, consistently, I hear people have the feedback that you had, like, this is, this is a community. We're going to lift each other up. We're going to yeah. help each other. Even if we might be competitors, We could, there's enough room for all of us, Love right? That. And you've got your slogan, which is, you become the people you hang out with, right? Absolutely. And so we're happy that you're hanging out with us here in Arizona. So, Jesse, I, when I invited you to be on, I said, please bring someone with you who's important to you and that you are collaborating with mm -hmm. or has been, you know, a, a member of your program. And so Derek's with us today. Yes, and Derek, thank you for being here, Derek. Yeah, so excited. And Mick McMonagall. McMonagall, that's I correct. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Derek McMonagall. He's the president and founder of the STR Manager. That is correct. So what is that? Yeah, so the STR Manager is actually an Airbnb property management company that I founded back in December of 2020, probably not in the best time in the midst of a, a COVID pandemic. Which um, is why it will work. Correct, exactly. <laughs> and it was a basically failure from a previous startup I was with and basically took all the knowledge and you know wherewithal from the company I was with previously in a sales matter. I was like, hey, if I could take everything we failed at and kind of create a new business model, mm -hmm. I could potentially you know create something big here. And it took a while to get off the ground, but we're here two years later and have expanded pretty pretty rapidly. So it's been a, a very big blessing at the end of the day. But yeah, Airbnb property management is my forte. So good. And are you native to Arizona or? I am not. I was born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm a Steelers fan, bleeding black and gold. So there's not a lot of Arizonans that, that like me too much when it comes to sports. But yeah, born and raised. And I've been out here for about three years now. Okay. Yeah. And how did you two connect? 
I, much like how a lot of guys and girls meet these days, I slid in his DMs on on Facebook <laughs> and uh, I saw what he was doing with the growth house and saw an old post he put up and wasn't even sure if he was going to, you know, kind of see what I had sent out to him because it was about a month or so old. And I was like, I don't even know if this is still up there. And I slid in his DMs. He got back to me. We then set up a phone call, met in person, and then the rest is history from there. What about Jesse and what you had seen on social media said, I need to meet this guy? So the post he put on about the growth house, because the growth house wasn't the growth house yet, but the idea and vision was there for it. And for me, I'm a big vision guy. And as soon as I saw the, you know, aspiring business professional entrepreneurs trying to come into this accelerated community and being fully immersed, I was kind of all in. I was like, I have to talk with this guy. And as soon as we chatted and then, you know, as soon as we got off the phone call, I'm like, I got to meet this guy in person, went down to the growth house and then share the vision and the rest is history. And as soon as he shared the the vision with me, I was like, I have to be a part of this. So good. So we, we, the two of us just kind of planted a seed for our (laughs) listeners. We still haven't told them what the growth house is. So now it's your turn. What is the growth house? It's a great question. So two main experiences in the growth house. One is something that we started with where I kind of planned the vision to Derek. This is back in what, December? Yeah, this was November, December. Yes, this is back 2022, Mm -hmm. November, December. And really, it's a mastermind co-living community. Master, slow down, because yeah. that's unique <laughs> yes, very. and very special. Yeah. Ma- mastermind. Mastermind co-living community. Co-living community. And when I met Jesse and he told me that, I said, if I didn't have a 15-year-old at home with me, <laughs> my bags would already be packed. And I, and I meant it. Yeah. So what does that mean? Yeah. So it's really just like my, our slogan is, you become who you surround yourself with. And association is so important. And that's something that I've realized coming to Arizona was I was able to get around that association. And so what I want to do is create an environment where you come in, you're able to collab with the people that are in the house. And so it's co-living. So, you know, there's multiple people in one house. We have master classes. We have weekly one-on-ones, also weekly accountability meetings. So just everything that you want to really grow in life is there in the community that we created with the Growth House. And so right now it's a six-month program. And you have another uh, shorter accelerant. Mm -hmm. And is that for graduates or somebody could come and do the quicker version instead? Great question. So I would say the six-month program right now is for like the 1% of people who are, they want more out of their life. Like they can be W-2, they can be an entrepreneur, but they want more. They have that thought in the back of their head like, all right, I just don't want to do the regular thing. I'm ambitious. I'm hungry. I want more. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of who we're targeting. That's what we want in the house. We want people high energy, high ambition level. And then the 30-day program is something that we're literally creating right now as we speak. Mm-hmm. And I'm super excited about that. Literally this morning, we were masterminding on the whiteboard for, what, like an hour and a half? Yeah, it was a legit session. So <laughs> that really that really is tying into the shorter term all-in. Okay. So we're talking five people, five people, not even like the 1%, the 0.01% yeah. who want to go all-in. We're talking physical, mental, financial fitness for that month. 10-plus speakers, verified seven, eight-figure business owners, living together, fully immersed for 30 days. It's also in a mansion. Wow. Yes. So we're, you know, taking it up a level when it comes to the living environment. And people ask me, you know, why did you guys decide on a mansion? Why couldn't you just do a normal house? Which which is what you currently have, right? Correct. Yeah, Yeah. we have. So we have two houses, um, South Mountain by Tempe in the airport, which are amazing. For this program, though, we're really targeting people who want that next level of especially financial, physical, and the mental The word luxury success. shows up for me. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And so when, when people ask me, you know, why luxury? Why this mansion? Also, 
you know, why are we doing some catering and all the meals are meal yeah. prep for people as they come into the house for 30 days? And it's really because, you know, manifestation and visualization is so important. But what's the next level on that? Actually experiencing it. <laughs> so you're there in this multimillionaire's home mm-hmm. and you're trying to get to that level. So we're targeting people, people who want to, you know, reach that status. Mm-hmm. And so you're there. You literally feel it. Why are we having masseuses come once a week? Why are we having a private chef come once a week? Why are we having, you know, all these little extra add-ons? Yeah. It's really to full be immersion. there. Full immersion. Full immersion. So then you can visualize yourself really to that next level of you becoming that. And that's going to be yours soon. So I, the next question I'm going to ask you is, where did the vision for this come from? Mm-hmm. But can I tell you what's already showing up for me? And yeah. then you can say, yes, no, no, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. And I'm going to botch the names up because I don't watch TV. But like the Big Brother TV show and... Any of these reality shows yeah. where they are immersed, mm-hmm. Naked and Afraid was one of my favorites, right? Classic. Uh, so, so I'm I'm sensing like, wow, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, that without mm-hmm. the paparazzi and without the, you know, uh, Us Magazine or People Magazine. Yeah. And it also feels like Startup Phoenix or an incubator, mm-hmm. which is what Max Six used to be when it's when in its inception, I think, 10, 15 years ago, uh, where you have the guides and the mentors and the people who've done gone where you want to go mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And then I had two other examples, but they've escaped me now. But I like to me, it's it's this beautiful cross section. Oh, this might sound silly, uh, but for a recovering alcoholic mm. or some of these sober living homes, mm-hmm. right, to give people the support they need so that they stay sober and they reach that next level. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, that's kind of like, oh, it's kind of like this and it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that. So that's my version. Now clean it up for me. <laughs> yeah. Where did the idea come from and and where were the influences? Absolutely. Well, yeah, I'll kind of just tell my quick background because I think it ties into it so well. Once I graduated from college, went straight into corporate America. W-2 job, sales career. It was great. But every single year, I was like, I want to do more in my life. I want to impact. Because my real goal is to inspire people to expand their comfort zone, not get out of it. I want them to expand it, actually live outside going forward, and then also help people reach their full full potential. That's like one of my main goals in life. And I think so many people stop short of that. So I'm here, corporate job. It's going great. Everyone's like, you're doing, you know, it's kind of a dream job for sales. Able to work remote. Everything's going good. But for five years, I was struggling trying to get out of it. I was really trying to break away, start my own thing so I can have a bigger, especially more of a personal impact. And so I came to Arizona within six months of community and also six months of coaches and mentors. I was able to make that transition. And so now I'm like, man, there's so many people that are stuck in that spot that I was for those five years. I want to create something to give back and be that mentor to those people. And so you probably hear my passion. I almost get like a little emotional just thinking about it because that's literally what my life purpose is now. Mm-hmm. So it was just amazing to wake up every day and, you know, have and this you're doing house. it. And doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And when you came and spent those six months, did you have to seek out the mentors and the guides? Mm-hmm. And, and this was your own calling and doing? As far as seeking out, 100%. You know, I had coaches back, back home in Portland, Oregon, which I absolutely love. But out here, there was a community, which I want to give them a huge shout out, Arizona Entrepreneurs, hosted and run by Devin Butler. I don't know if you've heard of it. I don't think I have. It's now on your radar. Okay. Devin Butler is an amazing human being, one of my best friends out here. And so he's the one that had me, you know, immersed in the community right off the bat. And so I want to thank him every single time I have an opportunity to. Yeah. 
And so that being around that community and also finding mentors and coaches out here, that's what helped me for sure. Yeah. And then took it to a, a different level with a different idea and a different concept. Exactly. Yeah. But going back to your original question, kind of cleaning up what exactly it is, because you had <laughs> a lot of different aspects, which is, show, which is like absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess for the, for the 30 days, it's taking, you know, like what you said, reality TV, but in a sense, stripping away all the, the drama oh, yeah. that's unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. And having more business drama. And it's true. It's, and it's drama's going to show up anyway, 100%. right? Absolutely. Yeah. You <laughs> don't not, need to add it. <laughs> we're not, yeah, it's going to be there anyway. And and you and the mentors mm. and the guides are going to help them navigate what emotions show up, what fear shows up, yeah. what conflict shows up, either the conflict between their ears or mm. maybe in two roommates that are just not gelling together. Mm-hmm. You've got the bandwidth and the expertise to help them work through that. And 100%. where you don't have the expertise, I know you talked to me when we met, you're bringing in other experts. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love how you talked about that because it's really between the ears and, and the mind. And that's where we're spending the first week on is like that self-audit. Mm-hmm. What's going on mentally and really diving into that. Because like you said, that's where it all starts. What would you like to add? <laughs> I, I, I see you nodding your head a lot. But what, what are, is there something we're missing or a story that you want to highlight? I think the main thing that I want to dial in because it's the thing that resonates with me the most is the fact that you know, you talk about the reality TV shows and, you know, trying to compare all those two and kind of create this conglomerate of what those things are into the growth house. And for me, it's the like 0.01% and even tapping into like the 0.001% of individuals we want to bring in for the master classes, the speakers, et cetera. And also the type of people we're targeting as well, too. You know, it was one of the first questions Jesse had asked me when we were brainstorming as well, too. He's like, you know, from what I said, like what really resonated with you and like, you know, this idea of this mansion or this type of lifestyle that we want to chase, not in the sense of materialistic things, but just to say like, hey, we, we are there. Like we worked our butts off to get to this point to, you know, be able to have the ability to serve and impact at a higher level. And, you know, be able to serve with our money, even at the end of the day versus just, you know, buying a big house or a car, but being able to impact people or give as much as we can to our community. So I think when I hear 0.01, like I get excited in that sense of putting myself around other savage servants is a term I like to use often. And, you know, those that want to be able to lead by example and, you know, lead with their values and morals at the front. So like, that's what really resonates with me whenever I hear growth house and what we're trying to, you know, bring out to life with it. Right. So it's not picking, it's not like picking characters who are going to fit a a role, (laughs) which is what I kind of alluded to with some of these. Yeah, yeah, that's a a huge, a huge difference. Tell me about your work. Uh, How long have you been in the Airbnb game? I don't know what to call it. Sure. Yeah. The the career path was definitely very interesting and, you know, similar to starting in sales like Jesse as well. I moved out to the Valley in 2018 in May, whenever I graduated from college, started in sales with the Phoenix Suns, and I was with them for about a year, loved what I did, but it was where I realized in corporate America that I needed really strong and passionate leaders for me to love what I did. And unfortunately, my leaders ended up leaving that and went to, you know, other other jobs and other teams. And I didn't really see myself being a part of that that vision anymore. Mm-hmm. So I end up accepting a technology consulting position um, with a startup firm back in P- Pittsburgh, and was there for about six months. And then crazy enough, my best friend from high school ends up getting drafted by the Phoenix Suns. And he calls me. He's like, hey, we have to live out this dream we've been talking about since we were 15, 16 years old. And I was like, I just quit my job. I'll see you in, <laughs> see you in two days. So I pick up everything. I move back out to Phoenix in two days. No job, no plan, no nothing. Living on my friend's couch in a studio apartment downtown uh, Phoenix. And I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. And then 
my email got blown up by this one company. And they're like, hey, we saw that, you know, you were leading the sales team back, back in Pittsburgh and we want you to kind of help our Airbnb startup. So reach out to them, have a couple interviews and, you know, get on board with this company called Macomi and work with them for six months. Loved what I was doing. And then March of 2020 rolls around. And as a lot of people, you know, companies shut down, lost their jobs. So COVID shut me down. And then I was unemployed for six months from March of 2020 to July of 2020. Met with different career coaches and really was trying to figure out my path. And I found out that similar to Jesse, like my purpose here is to help others reach their full potential as well. And I loved motivating, inspiring. I was that guy in corporate America that just yelled at people at 4 a.m. That was that was my thing. I, I like to sell and I like to yell at people at four in the morning. Positive, so, positive yelling. Positive, positive <laughs> yes. yelling. Yeah, being able to motivate and inspire. And somebody funny enough at the Suns told me like, hey, somebody would pay you for this one day. So I took that idea, ran with it with, you know, the thousand bucks I had in my, you know, bank account. I'm like, okay, I either have, you know, a month's worth of, you know, running expenses yeah. and then I could kind of run with this new business idea and see what happens or I'll be back looking for a new job in 30 days. So I put it out on social media looking for three clients for free, coming on board to coach and discipline and accountability and helping them. Not with their necessarily just Airbnb, but correct anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I ended up starting two companies in the midst of the yeah. pandemic. So I start this accountability coaching firm where I'm really working with young business professionals and entrepreneurs and helping them build discipline in their daily life. And it went so well in 30 days that those clients ended up becoming paid clients after that. And I was like, man, that was the biggest blessing in the world. I just yelled at people and I created it to a passion and a job after that. And then I had ran that for six months. And then my old company I was with, they actually came back alive in a consulting matter. And they're like, hey, we really think you'd be great at this property management thing. How about you start your own company? I was like, how about I start my own company? So I started my own Airbnb property management in, in December 2020. And then I've been running both of those for a little over two years now. So all in all, that was the kind of crazy four-year journey from starting with the sons and sales to now being a full-time entrepreneur. And I love the fact that you didn't really know yeah. <laughs> where you wanted to go or how you were going to get there. And yet, maybe that's a, maybe it's a question. When you're in that place, which many of us have been before, myself included, how do you keep going <laughs> and not get stuck between your ears? Yeah. For me, it's probably a terrible trait that I have, but also one of my best ones as well, too, is that I figured out very quickly that when I'm in a corner or my back's against the wall, it's when I do my best work physically and also creatively. And, you know, that's where like the vision comes from for me, because I always knew that my main purpose was to serve an impact in a big way. And then it was just finding the vehicles that I was able to do that through. And I had no clue if the coaching was going to work out whatsoever. And it, it just did. And then same with property management as well. For my first 10 months, I didn't make a single dollar bill. It took me almost an entire year to get my first property and make my first stream of revenue. So I was lucky that coaching was really taken off. And I had probably ended up coaching like 50 people in my first year in like five different countries. It was it was a the biggest blessing in the world. And then once property management started taking off, I kind of took a backseat with coaching because I wanted to fully focus on scaling that. But to answer that question, like it was a lot of dark days and a lot of dark nights and early mornings and, you know, battling with family, friends, you know, I even questioned three or four times to shut down the property management company because I'm like, I didn't think I was cut out for. I hadn't made a single dollar in 10 months. And I was like, I don't know if I could do this anymore. So literally one month before I'm thinking about shutting this down, every single thing I was doing, all the work, all the relationships and all the cold calls and cold emails, they started to come together and then it, it took off. They and then, say that, don't yeah. they? When you're, mm -hmm. when you're, when you've done the work and you're ready to quit because mm -hmm. it's not panning out, no. you got to hang on just that much more to see it to so fruition. True. Yeah. Yeah. And the crazy thing about that as well, too, because I went from zero properties to one and then to five 
And then I was still in a complacent mode in my life. I was kind of comfortable. I was paying the bills, you know, had five luxurious properties that I was managing and making a good percentage on. But whenever I met Jesse, it's, it's such a key point to my business success as well, too, because the growth house in that environment, I wasn't in an environment that was fostering personal development. It was just me. I was living a kind of lone wolf lifestyle, doing it on my own. Mm -hmm. And then when I entered the growth house and put myself around other killers in business like him and the people that we have living there, I went from five properties to 20 to 25. And then we ended up yeah, (laughs) four times that growth to Arizona, Texas, and now Florida as well, too. And I I thank him all the time for giving me that community because I'm naturally a kind of just a a lone wolf type of personality. And he kind of brought me out of that shell to put myself around this community and, you know, still shout out to Arizona entrepreneurs. He's connected me with so many people through that group that have helped me expand my mindset as well, too, that have become clients in coaching and then also Airbnb as well, too. So yeah, it's really all about who you know. Do you sleep? You know, it's it's like five or six hours a night now. You know, I'm That's trying to pri- I'm That's trying good. to prioritize it more, but I'm waking up at about three thirty every day, so I'm in bed at about eight thirty. So <laughs> yes, me too. Yeah, <laughs> and I I am I can hear you shouting at four four thirty in the morning because I'm I'm up as well. But you're getting up with a zest for life, is what I'm hearing. You're absolutely. Yeah. Good. And would yeah. you say that you're well rounded? It sounds like even though you've got this hard drive and you're working on both businesses and and now this this piece with the two mm-hmm. of you. Uh, is that part of what you guys encourage as well, the growth house? And then I heard you say that kind of in the opening. This is really mm-hmm. around being a whole individual, not just an entrepreneur who's successful financially. It's really finding out who you are and showing up in that space. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's definitely one of the core values is to grow growth holistically mm-hmm. in all aspects of life. What does that mean? That means financial, spiritual. We actually do an exercise called the 4X exercise. So you basically get a chart and you figure out where are you at in life when it comes to survival, when it comes to stability, success, and significance? Mm. Those are kind of the four areas of life. Something mm-hmm. actually I just had to call my coach, Coach Brad. Shout out Coach Brad. <laughs> he uh, kind of taught me this early on. And then also you take your business, your finances, your personal life, your relationships, your spiritual, whatever you believe in, and then um, physical, and then you figure out where you're at on, the, on that chart. And I think it's super important. That's what we make everyone do as soon as they get into the growth house. To realize, hey, it's great if you come out of the growth house as a millionaire, but are you actually a better person overall as well? Mm-hmm. So that's really, you know, a main focus. Critical. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. How many times do we hear stories about folks who have lived their whole uh, work life working mm-hmm. and on their deathbed, you know, they're they're not excited and ecstatic about what they did financially. They're mm-hmm. wishing that they had more time or they're grateful that they had time with grandkids and friends and family and, again, leaving a legacy, which is what the two of you are, are obviously creating. Absolutely. One of our favorite guys, Jesse Itzler, has yeah. this, this quote that we really resonate with, and it's called um, your life resume. Build your life resume. Mm. Everyone focuses on business resumes. You know, this is the job I did. This is business. Financial is like, what about your life? Mm-hmm. How many experiences have you had? What else have you done besides just, you know, financially or business-wise, build your resume? I'm sad that I'm facing this way yeah. <laughs> because I know this is resonating with our producer, Daryl. The timing of this is phenomenal, isn't it, Daryl? Yeah. It's just Daryl, man, greeted us with so much energy. <laughs> like, it was amazing. He, he is amazing. Yes. <laughs> I'm very blessed. So don't go snatch him away. <laughs> and yet everything we're talking about, the kinds of things. In fact, we just had our core value meeting before you guys got here. And one of the things that we kind of rank ourselves on is, you know, where are we at from helping our clients move from success to significance, which is oh, part of what that. you talked about. Yeah, so I love, I love that it all resonates. Tell I don't think us, people talk about that enough. No. Yeah. We don't. And a lot of people not only 
don't know how to have the conversations with pe- the people that are in our lives because mm. they may not be the right people to have those conversations with. Right. They're also stumbling with how to how to find the right tribe, how to find mm-hmm. the right community. Yeah. Right. That goes back to association. You know, as we are younger, our friends are based on proximity. Whoever lives close to you, those are your friends. Your family, your cousins, those are your best friends. Mm-hmm. But then as we grow older, I don't, I don't think people realize or we're not intentional enough to say, no, let's actually be around the people who we want to be like, mm-hmm. the high integrity, the people who are successful in the different aspects of life that we want to be successful in. I think that's something that I learned early on where, okay, that's great. These are my day ones. These are my best friends. Mm-hmm. I can still keep them around, but who I'm around is who I become. So I might spend less time with those people to seek out other people who have the values of fruit on the tree that I want to have. And so it's that kind of that transition that, hey, we actually are able to pick who we surround ourselves with right. as we get older. Well, and Derek, you started off with that. That's how you two got to know each other. Exactly. You went, yeah. I want to know him. Right. <laughs> I want to know more about that. Thank goodness for social media yeah. and and the digital world because we can so easily do that, right? And I think we have COVID to thank for a little bit of the idea that we're very remote mm-hmm. now. And our traditional way of thinking about everything in life has been skewed and challenged. And so fortunately, I think most of us are saying, okay, old thinking died. Yeah. <laughs> and now how can we you know, create a new way of being? It's interesting. I have a, I mentioned my 15-year-old a bit ago. Uh, we went through a very um, traumatic experience in 2019, as traumatic as it can get. Then he went and was doing school from home because it was in the middle of COVID. And I watched him shrinking. Here's this vibrant, athletic, smart, charismatic kiddo. And every day that I'd get home from work, because I had to come here and work, I didn't mm-hmm. get to be home, I'd watch the window shades were closed, the hat was on, the video screen was off in the classroom, and playing video games on the big screen and the classroom and the laptop with his phone in his lap. I'm like, oh, wow, we're in trouble. And so we had some candid conversations while doing some of our trauma work and, and healing as a family. And I sent him to New York for the summer last summer. Hmm. the whole summer. And man, was he angry with me. But I did it for the reason that you've described. I needed him to see that while he, and he does, he has an incredible network of friends who he's grown up with. And yet life outside of Phoenix, Arizona, he was losing sight of. Hmm. And so he had this epic experience. Again, hated mom for two weeks while he was there. But he got to see a whole different culture, a whole different experiences. He's now in touch with those kids. He chose not to go back this summer, which was, you know, is entirely up to him. Mm-hmm. And I have my kid back. That's I had amazing. to kind of shove him. It's almost, you know, immerse him in like mm-hmm. what you guys are doing, right? Immerse him in an experience that, that kind of had to shake him out of his comfort zone and yeah. help him expand and grow. I love that. Yeah. That's so cool. I'm grateful that it worked out because right. it was a gamble. I wasn't sure that, uh, you know, that it, that it would be okay. That story reminds me of something yeah. that I had to do and I encourage everyone to do in their 20s. Actually, I think it was a tweet and it said, life hack, move out of your hometown in your 20s. And it was like, like literally what you just said is a perfect example. He's a little bit younger, but especially as you, you know, if you go to college, then what? You're yep. still around probably that same friend group. Just go out. Just go experience something new. Expand your comfort zone. Yep. And so I think that's what we both, actually both of us in our 20s, we... Yeah, I initially I initially moved out for an internship my sophomore year in college, which was my like first dose of getting out of Pittsburgh. And then, and then when I came to Phoenix, then went back to Pittsburgh, then back to Phoenix. And yeah, like even when I go back to Pittsburgh now, like it's my favorite city in the world. I'll always be born and raised and from there. And it's what made me. But even when I go back there, there's 
a complacent and just comfortable mindset that I, I don't think it's a Pittsburgh thing. I think it's an everybody's hometown thing. I, yep. And like, that's well the thing. Said. Like everybody has that type of kind of hometown mentality. When you get there, it's comfortable. You got the home cooked meals mm-hmm. from, you know, family, friends, et cetera. And like, that's what you know. Mm-hmm. And like so many people, when they are looking to make that decision, I just tell them, especially like these, you know, 18 to 22 year olds, like, your hometown will always be there. Mm. But this opportunity for you to move to Phoenix or move to LA or move to New York for the summer, go through that three-month experience, that's once in a lifetime. It may be gone. So like I, I encourage so many people to do that because it's what helped me get to this level. Uh, my dad, same Absolutely. thing. I'm a, just a wee bit older than you guys, just a smidge. <laughs> but when I uh, graduated from high school, had been dating the same guy for three years. Our families loved each other. It was you know, going to be the thing forever. And my dad sat me down. I was at MCC, the community college at the time. And he said, I really think that it would be smart for you to go up to NAU or U of A, even just for a year, <laughs> and see what life is about. Um, just go have some experiences. And I was scared. I personally went to MCC, so I didn't have to take the, um, the SAT because I knew I wouldn't pass. <laughs> so I needed a year. Community college, honestly, not a great test taker, not a great academic uh, person, even though I ended up being an assistant principal for years. And he was right. And I got up there and within three or four weeks, I'm like, whoa, mm. you know, this whole other experience. So when you talk about expanding people's comfort zones, how, what would you attribute your zest for that or how, where was that seed planted in you? Is it something that you think you would look back and you think I've always had this in me that I've wanted to help people become a better version of themselves? Or do you remember being influenced by a particular person or experience? Yes. Great question. I think after college, I was pretty lost. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Funny story. I was a cabana boy for High school through college. Why is that funny? I can totally see that. <laughs> I know, Daryl, stop laughing, man. <laughs> but high school and college, like, I was a cabana boy. That's literally what I was, like, that's the only job I knew. I guess I managed, like, a restaurant, too, in the same, you know, this huge facility called Club Sport. Um, forever grateful for that facility. But after that, I graduated college and then right back to being a cabana boy because hmm. I didn't know anything else. I got that piece of paper, spent all that money. And I went back to the same exact job. And so it made me realize something's got to change. As soon as I put on that light blue cabana shirt as a college graduate, I was like, something's wrong. <laughs> this doesn't feel right. Like, <laughs> and so that really made me like turn on the switch to personal development. I'm sure a lot of people can relate. Immediately I went online, how to make money, how to be wealthy, how to be successful. I feel like that's what a lot of people do like right after college when they're lost. And that's what I did. And that's where I found my first mentor. That's where I found my first coach. And I saw the impact it had on my life. And also at the same time, I remember how kind of lonely it was because I didn't know too many people that had that same mindset. And so once I figured that out, just through my whole mindset changing, it made me realize so many people out there, I can help get through that process. So I think that's one of the main turning points was my own turning point from complacent, content, to, oh man, there's more, let me do more. And then seeing the, the, how much it changed me to be able to be like, oh, I can help other people do this too. And to see a bigger future. I think a lot of people also, I talked about this other day with my clients. As kids, we have these huge dreams, right? And then as we get older and older and older, parents, friends, they start shrinking our dreams. <laughs> and then we're stuck right here in this small little dream. And then what? Mm-hmm. We stay there. Like, okay, that's the cap now. And for me, I'm like, no, nah, I, want, I want unrealistic not to be in your vocabulary. Unrealistic people make unrealistic results. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I'm like, I'm all about just, you know, dreaming bigger, having bigger visions, 
And so that's really what made me realize I did a complete switch and I want to help other people unlock that and, you know, dream big again. So good. Yeah. Uh, I wrote a children's book in 2010 uh, called Maddie, Moonbe- Maddie Moonbeam's Garden, A Story of Love and Acceptance. And it's yeah. basically that metaphor that Maddie was born into this incredible garden that went, you know, rows and rows, d- variety of flowers. But as people began to influence her, yeah. they were telling her, oh, those flowers, you know, don't look good there and do this and trim that. And, and she began to shrink her garden mm. so that at one point she lost the love for it and it just didn't make sense for her anymore. Yeah. And yet she was, had this hole missing and wasn't sure why she continued to listen to everybody else and lost that zest for herself. And so in a dream, she woke up and she saw a flower peering over the fence and she woke up and she's like, I'm going to go, you know, create my garden again. So great, uh, great example. That's an amazing story. Yeah. Where is this? You have to send me a link right afterwards. You know, it's funny. We just redid the studio and we're getting ready to move downstairs. Uh, But we had, we had several books. Many of our clients and our guests have written books. So we used to have this beautiful bookshelf behind Daryl. So I'll have to bring you one. I mean, it's a children's book, but I think you'll, you'll definitely get it. Derek, what does a typical day look like for you? Man, that's a a question. It's a fantastic (laughs) question because now every single day, I, I can't even say Sunday looks, you know, just typical now. Every single day is pretty much different for me. But from, I would say like 3.30 until about 8 a.m. You're every, yelling at yourself and other people. No. Correct, yeah. <laughs> but from three from 3.30 a.m. to about 8 a.m., every single day is the same. That's like my crucial, nobody can interrupt this time for me. So from waking up, going to the gym, prayer, meditation, cold plunge, sauna, you know, diving into scripture and then just kind of having my me time and my coffee. And then once the workday hits, anything from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., I mean, coaching, Airbnb, life, fires, whatever it is, it comes out and we'll just, you know, I could be going to client properties. I could be fixing a flood at client properties. I could be, you know, coaching a dentist client I have here in the Phoenix area in person and then a couple virtual calls. And then he could call me randomly and tell you, hey, I need you at the growth house for this brainstorm session. We need to go over this right now and figure out the vision for this thing. So from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., it's all over the place. But my morning and nighttime routine is probably the most consistent thing in my life. <laughs> Which is probably how you get to have all that flexibility and be so agile yeah. because you've set the tone with Absolutely. a foundation. Yeah, because we we talk about trying to fit like three days into one pretty much. So mm-hmm. realistically, I believe what I'm able to do from 3.30 a.m. till 8 p.m. is what most people do in a 72-hour period just because we're able to be that efficient with our time. And, you know, once you're able to be that disciplined with your schedule and your routines, you know, it allows you to lock in to a different level and you could be really focused and efficient with your time versus just being busy per Mm -hmm. se. You're productive with what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think that's something that is tough when you go from a W-2 role to a full-time entrepreneur. Okay, you don't have a boss. You don't have the structure anymore. And so that's where, you know, that's what we really like to teach. This guy's, you know, actually has helped me a lot with my own habits and my own morning routines because he's very much on his morning and evening routine. And Mm -hmm. it's so important, especially to start your day right. That's why we have a we have an ice bath. Have you ever taken an ice bath? Uh, I I so today in the shower actually. Okay, cold after, shower. I, I did, and I've been trying to do that more often. Yeah. Although it's kind of difficult in Arizona to take a <laughs> like a truly cold shower. It's true. But I am working up to the day that I'll do a cold plunge. We because have to get I, you I in there. Yeah, we yeah got so one. do you have one? Absolutely. Okay, I'm coming. That Let's was go. my gift to Jesse and the yep. growth house initially because. We were using the pool, and the pool was sitting about like 46, 47 degrees yeah. in the winter here. Yeah. But as you move into the summer, it gets a little warm yes. as most, you know, Venetians Like 90, know. 90 degree bath. Yeah, Correct. exactly. It's so I was like, man, 
at my old house, I had a chest freezer that people yelled at me for not using for storing meat and chicken and everything that I was actually using to freeze myself every single morning. <laughs> so I was like, Jesse, this is going to be my donation to the growth yeah. house. I'm going to Lowe's. I'm going to pick up an 18.5 cubic foot yes. cool tub and I'm going to convert into our ice bath. And that's what we did. And then people started coming over and using it. And then it became our nice social media thing that we were doing and putting out there. And that's how a lot of people came to the growth house. And he connected me with a lot of people as well, too, of others that wanted to test themselves to start their morning. So for the people who don't aren't familiar with the benefits of Mm -hmm. an ice bath, can both of you speak to it for just a couple of minutes? And I I mean, I've seen and read a lot about it. So it is why I I took my cold shower for the last few minutes this morning. But what, what are they finding research-wise? Yeah, I love this question because we both, like, we're laughing right now because we both know the same answer in the sense of we know that there's a lot of health benefits, but at the end of the day, the reason why we started doing it was literally to expand our comfort zone and start the day right, do something that is tough and we don't actually really want to do. I never open up that thing and be like, oh, my gosh. I can't wait to freeze for three minutes. (laughs) Like, it's never, I'm never thinking that way. So it's really to start the day right, knowing that if we do this, the rest of the day is going to be easy. Those are the health benefits that I'm referring to. (laughs) But there is a lot of other ones. I know know there are psychologically as well as uh, neurons and skin. and Decrease inflammation and health recovery. All of that. And yet the the biggest draw, I think, for people Mm -hmm. is this piece. It's doing something that I don't necessarily want to do. Yeah. And then obviously the benefits kick in. And it, it, there's de- there's a lot going on with our brain too when we're when we're in that position. Yeah. Because the way him and I looked at in the sense was if you put yourself at 6 a.m. in a 39 degree cool tub, outside of all the fires that we have to put out on a business or personal development standpoint in a given day, we typically did the hardest thing in our day before yes. we went out to the rest of our day. And I think that's the approach that we always took is that we're trying to one, earn the sunrise by doing the things we can't just like our day's not owed to us. We have to actually earn it by going out, mm. working out, sauna, cold plunge, meditation, et cetera. And then the fact that this is most likely the hardest thing we're going to deal with today. So if we could get through this, everything else is kind of a breeze. Yeah. Earn the sunrise. Yeah. Is that yours? I don't know. It, <laughs> it could be. It could not be. I heard it somewhere, whether it was a dream that I had so or somebody good. else. I've never heard that before. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to fully take credit for it for somebody else. I'm the that same. I hear there, things but, and, then yeah. I, and then it comes out of my mouth. I'm like, oh, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. Or somebody will acknowledge it. And then I'm like, I can't. Yeah. I can't say that it's mine, but that's yeah. beautiful. I've never heard that before. I think I'll create a shirt and then just donate the proceeds to a nonprofit just so somebody it's doesn't get mad if it is theirs. Correct. <laughs> we yes. were literally talking about that. In On the, the car. car ride here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Go by the URL before yeah. somebody else Correct. And <laughs> uh, the end of the show. <laughs> we've, got, we've got business to take care of. <laughs> Tell me about a, the docu-series. Yes. So that's What's something. It's, it's been incredible just creating this brand and then seeing people's transformations. Like Derek, for example, went from doing well, but complacent. And as you can tell, this guy has so much energy, so much passion that there's so much more he could do to make, you know, 5K in a couple properties. He can do so much more and same with the clients on his side. And so just seeing the transformation from people who come in and then three, four, five months later, seeing that they're almost a whole different person and have so much more energy has been inspirational for me, but also people who are just tuning in and looking at our Instagram. And so for that being said, I got connected with David, our videographer. Who's in the corner. Don't ever put David in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's been he's been amazing. Yeah. Like, and so with him being here and having this 30-day condensing the six-month period into a 30-day 
accelerator for entrepreneurs, we're like, we got to film this. Yeah. And so that's what we're going to do. We've done, you know, some profiles on people in the six-month house, but we're actually going to create a docu-series with a 30-day program. So good. So yeah, we'll have I'm to excited. have Derek back on. Or, or sorry, David. Oh, yeah. On. David's got to share his story as well <laughs> yes. at some point. Next 100%. time, David. Yeah. Next time. We'll have Daryl and David on. <laughs> Love it. Because Daryl will have gone through the growth house by Let's then. Let's go, Daryl. I'm, I'm sensing. So you mentioned when you were describing the growth house that mm. while it is really, is it tailored towards entrepreneurs? You mentioned someone could have a W-2. Mm. And, 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 and if so, is your vision that they would go to work each day and then but start in the home and then come back to the home at the end of each day? Or is it really geared towards people who want to have a business for themselves and want to be an entrepreneur? Great question. And that's something that we've been figuring out and structuring sure. as it goes. Makes and sense. so we've literally come up with this concept now where it's two separate things. In, in essence, it's two experiences. Mm-hmm. A six-month growth house is a bit, little bit longer experience. You're there for six months. And that's more for people with W-2s who have aspirations to become entrepreneurs. Or they have W-2s, but let's say they're more like in a sales role or even maybe even a startup at a C-level um, position where they, they have this more ambition. And so that's really what the six-month house is for. Mm-hmm. And then the 30-day program is for those people where, okay, I understand that I want to be balanced and I want to have, you know, well-rounded, but I want to go all in on my business and my mental and my physical game right now and take it to the next level. We can talk about balance too, because I believe balance is really seasons of life rather than trying to be balanced at all times. I don't think it's possible if you want to be great. Agreed. So that's for those people. For 30 days, I'm locked in. So it's two different experiences. We also have something else where we kind of like have a catering for those people who are locked in, but they want to stay locked in. Mm -hmm. Like for Derek, someone who wants to wake up at 3.15 every morning, a little bit different if you want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) So so we're then going to have a house where it's a 90-day house where you probably can't do that for 12 months because a lot of people get burnt out. Mm -hmm. But we want to give the opportunity for those people who graduate from that 30-day house to go to a 90-day experience. So for that six-month house, going back to your question, entrepreneurs, W-2, doesn't matter as long as you fit the mold where you want more out of life. You have an ambition level where you don't just want to work your job and then sit on the couch watch Netflix. Mm -hmm. You want to inspire. You want to impact. You want to serve. Mm -hmm. And how does somebody get involved in the application process or yeah. what, what, what is the vetting process? Yeah, great question. We actually are just now looking for someone for that September date. And we've had a couple applicants already the last couple of days. And so right now, Growth House, thegrowthhouse.co. And there's an application there. Just sign up, join today. And then from there, you fill out an application, probably about 25 questions. If you don't want to fill out 25 questions, you're not a good fit. We want people who are serious. <laughs> you already know that. Yeah. You already know that. Like, that's, that's the Weed thing. Weed them out. Exactly. And that's what we want to do. We want to be around the top 1%. And that's what we want the person coming in to want to be around. Uh, all about association. So from there, they hop on a call with me. After a call with me, they hop on a call with Derek. After the call with Derek, then they actually come see the house, see everyone's here, uh, see everyone at the house. I mean, it's, it's kind of a cliche thing, but it's, it's a vibe check. Of like, course it is. You got to have people that you want to be around and mesh with. And live with. And live. Correct. Absolutely. And lift each other up. 100%. Yeah. So if you come in with low energy, then you're probably not a good fit. But if you come in excited, still trying to figure out what it is, because like you said, this is a unique experience. Like there's nothing really else like this. And you're still creating it, which is super Absolutely. great, right? Absolutely. It's it's uh, You're creating it and building momentum mm-hmm. as you're building it. 100%. Yeah. I hosted 
a lot of retreats and facilitated a lot of this kind of growth work. Yeah. I mean, not in this long period of time. But I used to say to people, you, you know, you can't really, unless you're a monk who goes and lives on a mountain, yeah. right? Or you take a, a six months and go backpacking. Right. Not m- many of us can go do that. And so you have to build it while you're figuring life out. Mm. And you're creating that container for people to do it magnificently. I appreciate and that. of course, very selective about who's coming on board because you've got to know that they're going to, that they want to succeed and they're willing to have the help to do that. Mm-hmm. And it also sounds like that they're mutually going to be offering something back to your community and our community at large. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's a win, 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 win. Exactly. Yeah. And this is really cool just seeing the people who have been there. Uh, we've kind of done our reviews this last week. I try to tell, hey, be honest. As, yeah, we're going to have a one-on-one to talk about the review, but I want them to be honest. How like one to five, would you actually want to stay again? Or, you know, and ask, how can you improve the growth house? People give me great things, great feedback on the uh, improvements. And we, like you said, we're still structuring it. So working it all out. But just the amount of people that we've had, every single person is like, yes, can I, you know, do a renew of the six months? Yeah. Or if they move out, because one of our guys, um, well, he moved out and lives with his uh, wife now. But he's like, this time in the growth house, has been the most impactful time of my life. I'll always remember it. He invited me after I knew him for four months to join his bachelor party. It's like, those are the type of relationships. Those are the bonds, like really creating that tight-knit group of people. Like I'm getting goosebumps yeah. just thinking about it because that's that's what we want at the end. We want people who are going to be there, contribute. We, we give ourselves as well. And then at the end of it, we're staying in touch forever. Yeah. Like you're now my brother for life. And so that's something that's been super impactful and fun. Yeah, I think because we just focus on the relationships we want. We want them to be value-filled. And just like any relationship or friendship in life, it has to be that two-way street, mm-hmm. not just this highway and a bike path. And I think for us, we're just trying to really curate that that two-way lane of value coming in and coming out as well. Because mm-hmm. we don't want you just come in and just take from us. We all, we also want you to be able to bring in as well too and, you know, help us because, you know, we're good at what we do, but we're also so bad at a lot of things as well too where other people can help us in those areas. And it's just a entire house of growth at the end of the day that we're trying to curate with great intentionality a hundred percent everything yeah. is deeply intentional correct absolutely <laughs> yeah and really life is i think designed to be that way and somewhere along the way we've forgotten that mm. yeah and again i feel like covid the, the gift in covid mm-hmm. is that some of us have been a little bit more introspective around how much control we really do have over our life mm-hmm. and yeah. and if i if i took more responsibility and i stretch my comfort zone I can have the things that I want. I love that you both shared, like you were inspired and motivated by money mm. and went to go learn and find out how to make more money. Mm. There's, and I'm still, I've been 57 years old and I'm still trying to figure that out. And there are plenty of people and organizations that can help us. It's no big kept secret anymore, mm. I guess is what I'm getting at. There's plenty of room for all of us. We simply have to put ourselves in the positions where we're surrounded by the people 100%. that we want to to be like and spend time like and and make it mutually beneficial. Absolutely. Yeah. I love Arizona. There's you mentioned it really early on. There's a collaboration over competition vibe here. Yeah, for sure. And especially when I'm talking with all these people in real estate, that's probably the most cutthroat industry. But still, people are like, yeah, let me know how I can help. Mm-hmm. I'm like. You could potentially be a competitor. I could if I, you know, do this in real estate, wholesale, whatever. But people just are all about, you know, collaborating, wanting to grow together over competition here. I think it's super unique. 
Yeah, we have two shows that just started within, I think, the last couple months. Uh, Mac and Blue, it is a um, commercial construction um, and re- basically real estate, and they're all around helping to elevate real estate and, and commercial real estate in Arizona. And so they're having all these leaders and decision makers, some of which are their competitors, come on and talk about, you know, who's building Arizona. That's and cool. then Carla's show, Smashing Through Walls. She is also in commercial real estate, uh, multifamily housing typically. And same thing. She's just creating this opportunity. Tell me your success story and how can we help build your mm-hmm. business? And yet they are oftentimes are competitors. That's yeah, awesome. it's amazing. And I, and I find that consistently in every vertical and every industry, which is which is why we do what we do, yeah. because we want to tell these success stories and help raise the vibration, because really Arizona is an amazing place to it be. Is. Yeah. I'm honored to be here in this platform. Oh, good. Like, I'm thank glad. you so much. Karen, well, I'm going to ask you on air. <laughs> Will you be on our podcast? I would love to be on your okay. podcast. I'm already mentally jotting <laughs> yeah. down notes and thinking of things that uh, we want to talk about. I, yeah. I'll be there. Absolutely. Amazing. I, I appreciate it. the invitation. What haven't I thought to ask that we want to make sure that our listeners or maybe even people who are interested in <laughs> in applying and getting involved, what haven't <laughs> behave over there? No, just kidding. <laughs> what, what haven't I asked that people ought to know? Derek, you got any questions? Any things people need to know? Man, questions. I think there's just like one thing that I would share because, you know, we were kind of going back to talking about, you know, this this responsibility, I think, that we have in, you know, COVID kind of brought out to light like a lot of the avenues that I think we may have been kind of hiding under, you know, whenever this, you know, pandemic of two years really crushed a lot of us. And I think a, a lot of people really were able to find their like true potential through that. But I think what still a lot of people don't realize, and it took me a while as well, too, is that you know, you have an undeniable responsibility to tap into your greatness and what you are really capable of. And I think some people don't want to recognize that because it takes more work. It takes more action and it takes a lot of effort for you to go after that, that greatness, not just, you know, being the the richest or whatever it is, but being able to serve to your fullest capacity. And like, for me, whenever I fully tapped into understand, like, this is the responsibility I have regardless if I want to tap into it or not. And I think, you know, just being a, a faith-filled individual, I look at whenever I leave this earth and I'm in heaven and meeting my creator and he looks me in the sense, hey, you did exactly everything I wanted you to do versus the fact of, no, you actually underserved while you're there and you didn't follow the plan that I had set out for you. And like, that's my biggest fear in life is underserving and not tapping into my fullest potential. So I think every single day, that's what wakes me up and allows me just to go full force. So I think just reminding people that you have this undeniable responsibility that you have to tap into, but you still have the free will to choose if you want to or not at the end of the day. That's real. Yeah. <laughs> and our microphones are directional for a reason. So our listeners can't hear the cheese <laughs> from the background, <laughs> but it's there. Yeah, it's beautiful. What would you like to add to that? Because that's a tough act. I know. <laughs> it was fantastic. Man, I mean, that's so true. Uh, I have the same mindset. So I don't know. It's a tough, it's a tough one to follow, man. I don't know. I don't know that we need to. Yeah, I don't know if we need to either. <laughs> yeah. I think we wrap it up right there. Mic drop on uh, Derek. <laughs> yeah. So good. Tell us one more time where people can find you. Yeah. Let's, let's end there. Go ahead, Derek. Yeah. Websites for me, uh, the dmacmethod.com is my coaching and consulting company. And then the strmanager.com is my Airbnb property management company. And then on socials, um, dmac412 underscore on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, all that fun stuff. 
So I'm all over the place. Are you old enough to actually be on Facebook? Is that a thing for? (laughs) No, I I joined back in 2009, I think, when I was in eighth grade. So, yeah. (laughs) It's just so I'm still on there and and have a a decent following and have a lot of community there. But it's oftentimes I hear, you know, younger people saying, oh, Facebook is dying. It's a dinosaur. It's dying. But I don't I disagree. (laughs) Yeah. The crazy thing that I've heard about Facebook is and I need to tap into this is there's the best way to build a community is actually still Agreed. on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So it is pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, where do we find you? Where do we find me? Uh, Instagram, the Jesse Ray. And then growth house is underscore the growth house on Instagram. And then website is the growth house.co. Love it. And yes. the docuseries, you're working on it. Currently working Follow on Follow on Instagram and Absolutely. whatever other social media platform to keep an eye on what you guys are doing. Exactly. Tell your friends and family. 100%. And we're looking for applications for that 30 days. We haven't even posted that. So you're the first person, like, we publicly talked about it. Woo-hoo. So I got you here. <laughs> Good. Thank you. Yes, happy to be that. That happens a lot here. We love those announcements. Absolutely. Um, and you're looking to expand outside of Arizona mm-hmm. uh, and, and grow this thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Get it figured out here and then just explode. Exactly. And I think one last thing I guess I want to touch on is, you know, Derek mentioned we do have a responsibility. And so, you know, one of the things for me is I've seen single mom growing up. And then I had the blessed situation where I had an amazing stepdad come into my life. Completely, you know, just changed everything. And so I've seen what it was like to be there and then live in, you know, upper middle class, but be surrounded by also, like, I don't even know what they call it, but upper class, I guess. And so I've seen really all aspects of life mm. in that sense. And I see the difference when you're stuck in an environment and your association, you can't really change it because that's how you grew up. And so for one of the things for me is I want to give back in the way where that could have been me. And so for us, we're going to, we're still trying to figure everything out, but we want to create a growth house scholarship fund where we give a percentage of the profits back into the fund to then take someone from that environment where they're kind of stuck. They don't have financial, you know, stability or even the finances to be in one of these programs. We 100% want to take someone out of there and put in the association that they can really blossom in. Because we know that an environment sometimes speaks louder than the potential of someone. And you both mentioned that this Mm -hmm. 1%, right? Just because somebody's environment speaks something about them doesn't mean that you're not going to find that one percent in there. Hundred percent. Yeah. Good. Holy cow. We could do this for another hour or two or three. <laughs> That's why you're gonna come on the podcast, Karen. <laughs> I will. Let's do it. It'll be chapter two. Absolutely. And we're gonna get David on and yes. Daryl on. Yeah. This David's the one that set up our studio. So yeah. shout out David. Well then I can't wait to hear what he thinks about our studio. Hopefully oh, it's man. slightly different. A little bit He's taking notes. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, he's got his grade book out. Well, you have been listening to Phoenix Business Radio, broadcasting live from the Max 6 Entrepreneurial Center right here in Tempe, Arizona. Some media leans left, some lean right, and we lean business. Until next time, I'm Karen Nowicki. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.